We are in our week two of um, this series called Holy Ghost Stories. Holy Ghost Stories. We talked last week about why it's important to have the Holy Ghost in our lives. And when I say Holy Ghost, it's the same thing as saying Holy Spirit. I had somebody ask me this week, what's the difference between Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit? Same thing. It's just, it's just a different wording, okay? It's like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dad, but I'm also a, a father, okay? Or I'm a pastor, I'm also a shepherd. So it's just a, just a different word. So Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit. So, but, but um, in his teaching, Jesus prepared us for the Holy Ghost. If you go back and just read, he has just read letters in, in the New Testament. He prepared us for that. He told the disciples that he would go away and send the advocate or comforter. This confused and worried the disciples because, you know, life was good and peaceful when Jesus was around. We, we walked through uh, several kind of stories uh, where Jesus was with them, like when they were in the boat a couple of times and, and Jesus was there or Jesus was asleep and, and he just wasn't active and, and helping them through this. And, and, and they were very fearful when Jesus was away, but when he came near, things were better and things were peaceful. And Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. The disciples questioned how Jesus can leave them with peace when he is the peace. When he, when he went to the, uh, ascended to heaven and went to be with this, his heavenly father. But after he ascended to heaven and the disciples were filled with the Holy Ghost, they came to realize that the Holy Ghost inside them was better than the Jesus beside them. And that is huge. And it's the same way for us today. And we learned last week that the Holy Ghost is a person with power and purpose. The Holy Ghost is a person with power and purpose. In fact, I've been trying to train myself. I've been, I'm still working on it. I, I'd like to call Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, not the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is a person. Holy Ghost is a person with power and purpose. So today, <clears throat> I want us to talk about what is called... I'm calling it sort of three baptisms. This will help us understand more about the Holy Spirit and his role in the church and our lives as well. And I have three points in this, in this message um, today. And as we talk about this, now I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be kind of close to my notes because I'm, tell, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've read a lot of these passages of scripture over and over again. And... Um, and it's often caused some um, questions in my mind, in my heart. And so I wanted to make sure that, that, um, that you know, I, I, I do this well. But I'm telling you, this is something that we all need, and we all need to kind of have a better understanding. Just know this, your pastor is trying to understand as well. And I, I know we've got a little bit of issues with the screen, just kind of look, look through that. But you can, you can see on these notes here, there are three sort of points today, and that, that is number one, Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. The word baptize in the Greek means to be fully immersed. We're only going to read uh, just a little bit of this verse here, but let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 13. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, it says, for we are all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. We're all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. The one spirit baptizes us into the body of Jesus. When you accept Christ as Savior, when you invite Jesus to be Lord and Savior of your life, the Holy Spirit baptizes you in the church. Okay, I mean, that's what we just read. 
Holy Spirit baptizes us into the church, into the body of Christ, into Jesus. That is sort of that, that first baptism. And, and it's not like a, a, a physical baptism. It's a spiritual baptism. Okay? And, and more of a, uh, a, a baptism that um, is not only spiritual, but has fellowship with it as well. So the second point is, the disciples baptized us in water. We see this fact in, in Matthew 28, 19. I'm going to be all over the place. We will settle on a few passages of the scripture kind of in a row. But I'm just going to share with you a few things here. Matthew 28, 19. You're familiar with this passage. Therefore, go and make disciples to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we get... To, uh, when we get baptized in water, it doesn't have to be uh, you know, a pastor. It just has to be a, a disciple, someone who is following Jesus. In fact, I've often encouraged fathers who are believers to, to, um, to baptize their children, okay? And some, some have, do, have done that and some have not, okay? Even before I was a pastor, I actually baptized some of my children. And, um, and so... The disciples are people who are disciples. If, if you've accepted Christ, you, you should have a, a, a walk with Christ, a, a faith walk. And that is helping you become closer and a stronger disciple. When you do that, you have the ability to baptize with water. Okay? It doesn't take a disciple that is here in, in, in God's Word. It doesn't take a pastor. Okay? So there's that second baptism. And it's, it's a more physical baptism. That helps us to link our decision to follow Christ with, with something more tangible. That we can go back and say, you know, I remember that time. I was, I was in front of people and I said, I will follow Jesus. I choose him as Lord and Savior of my life. And that baptism is a full immersion. And then the, next, the, front of the third one is, Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. So our time today is going to be spent on how Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. It's very important to understand the difference between the first baptism that we have on there and the third baptism. The first baptism is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. The third baptism is a baptism in the Holy Spirit or with the Holy Spirit. We're going to get to this. Just hang with me. A common question in spiritual growth when people ask, uh, they, they may have even asked you, have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? A lot of times you would say yes. Most Christians answer that by saying yes. When they got saved, they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit baptizes you in the body of Christ. When the Bible takes, uh, talks specifically about the baptism in or with the Holy Spirit. Let me show you what John the Baptist says. So turn to Matthew chapter 3. Now we're going to be in Matthew, and then we're going to be in Mark, and then we're going to be in Luke, and then we're going to be in John, and then we're going to be in Acts. And we're just walking through, you know, the first five books of the, of the New Testament. Now, students, if you're listening today, don't think, oh my gosh, we're going to be for hours. We're going to read all of these books. No, just a few verses on this. But just hang tight on this. So Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Now, I'm just showing you some verses that over the years, of, as I've read this, this book, I've gone, hmm, scratch my head. It's like, what does that mean? So you and I both are just going to kind of 
figure this out together with the power and the revelation of the Holy Spirit. So Matthew 3, 11 says this, I baptize you with water for repentance. Now this is John the Baptist speaking. John the Baptist is speaking this, okay? I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He's talking about Jesus. He's talking about Jesus here. The Greek word with also means in. So either with or in, it's the same word used in the Greek. So he, Jesus, will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Now, remember when we started in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, where it says, for, for we are all baptized by one spirit as a form, one body, okay? Uh, that says the spirit baptized us into Jesus or the body of Christ. This goes for the first point that the Holy Spirit baptizes us into Jesus. This first point right here, that the Holy Spirit baptizes us into Jesus. The third point is that Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. These two can't be theologically the same. <laughs> Grammatically, they're not the same. They have different subjects, right? Do you see that? So these, even theologically, can't be the same statements, can't mean the same thing. You have two different subjects, two different baptisms, can't be the same. Jesus wants to completely immerse us, surround us, and fill us with the Holy Spirit. As we look closer at this, I want to share that baptism in the Holy Spirit is in every gospel. This, this idea that the baptism in the Holy Spirit or with the Holy Spirit is in every gospel. Gospel meaning Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now this may surprise you. There's really only a, a few um, things that are in every gospel. Just a few things. Because Matthew, Mark, and Luke are what is called the synoptic gospels. They're very, they're very similar. They, they share a lot of the same stories. The reason is that they record the birth of Jesus and then skip to the beheading of John the Baptist, which is in the third and final year of Jesus' ministry. So, birth of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and they go over to like the last year of Jesus' ministry. Well, John, in AD 30, the, he was the only living apostle. He outlived everyone. He decided to talk about the first two years of Jesus' ministry. The first two years of Jesus' ministry. In fact, if you ever watch the Chosen series, if you haven't seen that, you need to do it. It will, it will radically just, it'll, it'll change your perspective and your viewpoint of, of, of Christ. It's amazing. Third season's about to come out. <laughs> little push there. But the Chosen series, they actually use the book of John as their main, uh, their main book for that series. Why? Because John talks about the first, you know, more of, more of the years of ministry than, than even Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So that's why we have things in John that we don't have in the other Gospels. There's just a handful of things that are in all four Gospels, such as all four Gospels has a death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. All four Gospels have the feeding of the 5,000 and, and et cetera, a few more things. But I find it interesting that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is in all four Gospels, all of them. So let's take a quick look. We already looked at the one in Matthew, the one we just looked at. So let's go to Mark. So go to Mark chapter one, okay? We're just gonna 
I made it easy. We're just going to go right down from one scripture to the next. So Mark chapter 1, verse 8. It says this, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Okay, now, skip over to Luke 3.16. I'm gonna do this with you. Luke 3.16. I have it on my notes, but I also have it in God's word, so let me just do like what you're doing. 3.16. John answered them all. I baptized you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come to this, um, I will come, the, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. It's very similar to what Matthew was saying. Notice the similarities in those gospels. Now, jump over to John. John chapter one. John chapter one, the one about God the Son. All right. So, John chapter 1, verse 33. Verse 33 says this. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. These are all words about, these are all words John the Baptist spoke about Jesus. So he's like, look, I'm baptizing with water, but there's one who's going to be baptizing the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was, was water baptized, the Holy Spirit came down like a dove onto Jesus. He was baptized with the Holy Spirit on this earth. So if Jesus needed to, be, needed to receive the Holy Spirit, <laughs> don't you think you and I also need to receive the Holy Spirit? Yes. When Jesus was baptized, now he was, he was fully God and fully man. But the, the Bible makes it clear when he was baptized, he, I mean, he was baptized, okay? And it, which means we should be baptized. And baptism is, uh, is, is basically following the gospel message of new hope, new life, a new way. The old way is gone. The new has come. And Jesus did that. And when he did that, the Holy Spirit came down like a dove on him, and he was filled with Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. And so, I want you to notice as we move on, we got a second slide here. I want you to notice three words that is going to kind of help put some of this together. You have salvation, water, and spirit. Salvation, water, and spirit. The first baptism happens at salvation. When you are saved, when we are saved, the Holy Spirit baptizes us into the body of Christ. The second baptism happens when we are baptized in water. And finally, we get baptized in the Spirit. Just walk through all three of these in a few of passages that I want to walk through uh, here um, starting in Acts. So look at Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Verse 4 through 5. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Okay, Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. 
says this. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So what Jesus is saying, wait, wait for the gift, and you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. They waited for the promised gift as, as the Holy Spirit came down just 10 days later in the upper room while they were gathered together. Peter then stands up to the crowd and preaches a sermon to the thousands of visitors in Jerusalem. And, and let's look at, uh, just go one chapter over, chapter 2, verse 37. Peter addresses the crowd after they were filled with the Holy Spirit, 37 to 38. It says this, when the people, that's a crowd, heard this, heard the message of, of Peter. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Did you see those three baptisms? One, the first, Repent, that's salvation. Salvation, repent. Baptize is water baptism. You will be, then you'll be baptized, water baptism. And then the third, the gift of the Holy Spirit is spirit baptism. The gift of the Holy Spirit is, is not just one thing. It's the Holy Spirit in all the gifts. Many people say the gift, uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit is these other things like speaking in tongues and, 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 and all these things. You know, the, the gift, is the, the gift uh, um, of the Spirit is the Spirit. <laughs> when you receive the gift of the promised one, you receive the Spirit. And then the Spirit comes with all kinds of gifts. It's a buffet of gifts that God wants us to use. And we'll, we'll continue to walk through some of these as we go in this sermon series. But Jesus said, wait for the promised gift. Most, many people believe the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was just for those 120 people in the upper room. There, there are people who, who actually, you know, who believe that. And you may know some, and it could be you, it could be someone watching online. But many people believe the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was just for those 120 people in the upper room. It's not really the case, but Jesus said to wait for the promise. Check out this uh, very next verse in, in, in 39, right there. It says, the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. That's us. He's talking about us. It's not just for those people that one time part, uh, uh, Thing, that the Holy Spirit comes and then they get all these gifts and they can move in power and the, and the apostles can do things like heal and, 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 and prophesy, you know, and, and speak in tongues, interpreting tongues and all these things and, and that's it and then it died. No, that verse right there, 39, says it. It's available for all of us. And that's a good thing. Uh, let's look at another example. Turn to Acts chapter 8. We're looking at three examples of the three baptisms. Acts chapter 8. We're going to look at verse 12. 
Acts chapter 8. This is when Philip, who was a disciple, a, uh, he was a follower of Christ, he goes to Samaria and preaches Christ to them. Samaria was, a, was another a town outside of Jerusalem. And um, he preaches Christ to them. See if you notice the three baptisms. Uh, verse 12, right here. It says, but when they believed that Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. They had a salvation experience and they were water baptized. That's what it says. We see that. But look down to verse 14 and 15. When the apostles in Jerusalem... Now, this is one of the passages that made me scratch my head. <laughs> when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria, the town, the village, had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John. Now, Peter and John, major disciples, major apostles. Right? These, guys, these guys walk with Jesus. So they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Why would apostles go pray for people who had been saved to receive the Holy Spirit if they already had the Holy Spirit? Hmm. Why would they do that? More explanation in, in 16 through 17, same chapter, verse 16 and 17. Because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them, they had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. You know, many people have been, have been saved. Many people have been saved in, in, in our world and, and have water baptized, have experienced water baptism. But yet to receive the bap, but yet to receive the full immersion of the baptism of the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. When we accept Christ as Savior, the Holy Spirit does come live inside us as a deposit guarantee. The Holy Spirit does come inside us, yes, when we accept Christ. That's the, that's the repentant part, the, the, the salvation. That's the, that's the part where the Holy Spirit baptizes us into the family of God. You are now part of the family of God. You are a believer. The Holy Ghost does that, baptizes us into the Son, into the fellowship, into the church. And, he, and his mark on our heart is just a deposit guarantee. And we see this in 2 Corinthians. You don't need to turn there. But 2 Corinthians uh, 1, 21 through 22. Now it is God who makes both of us and, and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. So when you accept Christ, you have that, that, that sort of stamp of the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit, that, that, that first little spark, that little fire that's inside you. Remember last week, we had a lantern here, and we, I showed you the, the small little fire. That fire comes inside you and lives inside you, and you have been baptized into the church, into Jesus so when we are saved, the Holy Spirit does come live inside us, but Jesus wants to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. Baptism is the full immersion of the Holy Spirit. This is what, as we read Scripture, let's, let's read another passage. Go to Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. We, we saw an example in Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 8, 
And now let's go to Acts chapter 19. In fact, for further study, and in the interest of time, I didn't really add this, but you can look at Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10 has another example. But let's go to Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 6. Okay? Verses 1 through 6. When Apollos was in Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. Ephesus is a city. There he found some disciples. Now, this is when Paul is planting churches. He's a church planter, okay? Um, He's the second church planter because the first church planter was Jesus, (laughs) planted the church. But Paul was going around, and so he's in Ephesus. There he found some disciples, verse 2, and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? That's an interesting question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. <laughs> we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. And then Bible says about 12 men in all. Do you see the pattern we've been talking about? People in the New Testament got saved. Then they got water baptized. And then they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Baptized meaning full immersion into the Holy Spirit. This is all through the book of Acts. We read it in Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 19. When we get saved, we become a new person. We become a new person. The fire, that's, that spark is inside of us of the Holy Spirit. When we get baptized in water, the old person is cut off. It's a symbol of the old man and new coming on to us. And when we get baptized in the Spirit, we get power to walk in the new. We, when I say baptized in the Holy Spirit, I mean full immersion. Now, in order to go to heaven, you just, you just need to be saved. Okay? In order to go to heaven, you just need to be saved. If, if, if you've accepted Christ as Savior, you're not asking to be Lord and Savior of your life. You are a child of God. Your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and the Holy Spirit comes inside you. And then you get water baptized because you show others, and you tell others with your, 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 your testimony. Um, but when you get baptized, immersed in the Holy Spirit, that fire becomes a flame. It becomes a bonfire. It becomes something that, that is so powerful that when you're walking in this life, it's like you're very attentive to what God is doing around you. He might tell you to go pray for this person, okay? Or invite this, this person to church or may tell you to, you know, to do lots of things, and the Holy Spirit will, will speak in a wide variety of ways. I mean, even Paul says, I've had encounters with Holy Spirit I can't even share with you. <laughs> I've had 
you know, sort of out-of-body experiences I can't even share with you. The Holy Spirit moves in incredible, incredible ways. And what we're going to continue to learn about Holy Ghost is that Holy Ghost will do things that you may not even see in God's Word. Now, it can't conflict with God's Word. If you see, if you notice that someone who is sort of moving in the Spirit, that is doing something that conflicts with God's Word, is not of the Spirit. Because the Spirit and the Word are, are together. They're in harmony. But we are in Acts, we could, we're, we're living out Acts chapter 29. We're living out Acts chapter 29. There's only 28, ver- uh, there's only 28 chapters in the book of Acts. And here, we're living out Acts 29. And, and know that the Holy Spirit is continually to move and will often do things that we may not even see and hear. But that's okay as long as it didn't conflict. Does that understand? I've seen things. The Holy Spirit has spoken to me in, in ways that I'm like, I don't really remember hearing that in God's Word, but as I study Scripture, it doesn't conflict with it. <laughs> that's why the Holy Ghost is kind of like this, wow, this powerful thing, and you know, and, but you know, it, it, it falls in line with, it's, it's got guidelines that are in God's Word, but, but it's, it's, it was there at creation, it's here now. It's given us power. It's, it wants to speak to us. It wants, us, it wants to, uh, to baptize us in its power. You might be asking, well, Frank, I know how to be saved. I know how to repent. I've done that. So I've been baptized into the church. I get that. And I know what it means to, I know how, how to be baptized with water. I've done that. But how do you get baptized, immersed in the Holy Spirit? Come back next week, we'll talk about it. Come back next week, we'll talk about it. You know, um, I, I, I just, I, I, I wanna preach what's in this word. As your pastor, and as your shepherd, do I understand everything? No. Do I scratch my head on some things? Yes. But some of these passages, throughout my time of, of, of walking with Jesus, I've had to, <laughs> I've had to go back and like, what, is, what does that mean? It's, it's like, it's, like it's, it's conflicting itself, but it really isn't. If you really take a look at it. We're going to walk through this together. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to be someone who is going to skip over some of the hard things, some of the things that make us question. And Holy Ghost, this Holy Ghost story series, and we shared some of the stories here of how Holy Ghost transforms people's lives. But Holy Ghost, is, it's, a, it's a tough topic. But I know this, we're supposed to walk in it together. And... Um, I'd love to, for you to walk with us through this and know this. This, this, this book, this Bible, um, can be made so alive in your life once you have accepted Christ as Savior. 
you accept Christ as Savior and, and the Holy Spirit comes inside you, things like in, your, in the Bible will help you. It, it helps you to understand so much more. So every head bow, every eye closed at this time. If you could, just, uh, just in this time of reverence, um, I just I want us to make sure that, you, that you've done two things. We want to make sure you have an opportunity to accept Christ as Savior. Whether you're here live or you're watching online, we want to make sure you have an opportunity to accept Christ. And that's really simple. You can come to him as a child. Jesus talks about that. And just, you don't have to understand things. Many people try to, try to um, think that they, they need to understand everything before they accept Christ. Children don't, they don't understand everything, but they have a childlike faith. So that's how Jesus wants us to come. Come before him and simply say, I'm a, I'm a sinner. I'm sorry for the things I've done. Jesus, come live inside me. Send your Holy Spirit inside me. Please forgive me my sin. And, and if you have accepted Christ as Savior, and, but you're, maybe you haven't been really living with power and authority in your life, and those things come upon you when, you are, when that fire of the Holy Spirit lives and grows and, and, and ignites, and you're baptized in and immersed in Him. And if you want that power, just ask for it. Ask for it. Heavenly Father, I want to be baptized in your spirit. Show me how. What does that look like? Show me how. I want more of you, God. I want more. I want more. I want more of you, God. Set me on fire for you. In Jesus' name, amen.